Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The Treehouse, a good deed in a wicked world. Show one. I'm Louise Pepper. Thank you very much indeed, everybody. I used to be called the Candyman. Uh, but <laughs> oh, you I, still I, are. I guess it's on the branding. So here we go. Uh, the, you know what Chairman Mao said? Uh, even the journey of a million miles begins with a, a single footstep. Well, uh, yes. And, and that's where we are. It's written uh, across my breakfast table. I said that to an old man in a pub once. I did, uh, because uh, this, is when I, this is when I was going to try and get a, a tenants' association going. Uh, I know. That sounds most well, unlike you. you. No, yes, it is extraordinarily unlikely. Uh, but I liked our street I moved to in uh, Deptford, first house me and Wendy had. Uh-huh. And I just saw everyone so nice in the street and... My old man, Let's formalise it. My old man, who was, <laughs> yes, exactly. My old man, who was a union leader and all that, yeah, should get yes, a tennis okay. association because I was generally we were some decades younger than anyone else in the street. Right, I see. And uh, I went round to the pub that used to be on the corner of the street, and uh, I handed out these things because it was coming up to Christmas. I cannot imagine. It sounds like a film set. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but this is the treehouse. I'm Albert Schweitzer. <laughs> anyway, but um, uh, and I uh, and I went in this pub and I handed out these leaflets, and an old boy. They said to me, what do you want to do this for? And he a load of lumber. And I said, well, he said, no-one's going to come, you know. And I said, you know what Mal said? <laughs> Even the journey of a million miles begins with a single footstep. And you know what he did, Lou? He said to me, yeah. He also said, revolution comes out the barrel of a gun. <laughs> yes, he did. I was reduced to a spot of grease. <laughs> he really did. He came straight back with that. And I just... <laughs> I know. Um, anyway, yes. welcome everybody. Uh, let's put this on in the background. Uh, this is the treehouse, as as Pep said, a good deed in a wicked world. Mm. Uh, it's called Saps Rising. Yes, uh, because we, the treehouse was something we did before, and uh, I'll be absolutely honest. We've, we've no idea how this is going to play out in the in the world of podcasts. We don't I, particularly I, care. Do we? Yes, we do. No, we're just here for yeah. the laughs. Don't spit in the eye of the good people suddenly listening well, to yes, us in the morning. No, but I mean, we're just here for the laughs rather than the. the I'm going to write that down for you to introduce the next show. <laughs> Welcome to the Treehouse. We don't really care. But we, man, do we? Wait, I listened <laughs> listen, for a while, then listen. I switched it off. Wasn't that our phrase? <laughs> listen, Peps, if this doesn't work, I'll be standing in the street screaming through a rolled up newspaper. That's all that's left. That's all that's left okay. for the formal broadcaster of the year seven <laughs> times. But, uh, yes, we, we certainly mm. do care. But um, uh, what I don't want to get into is artifice. Now, this first show I'm uh-huh. doing here, and this is the first show, uh, uh, will very much be f- feeling our way. <laughs> no, not, already, yeah. not because the facilities here are not good, but uh, and it, that's not a bad thing. Mm. And here's the first... Uh, a piece of honesty. This is the second time we've started this. The yes. first one lasted 25 seconds. Uh, uh, just <laughs> We just looked at each other black but, No, no, the technical issues. Uh, but here's, here's what it, it is. We're going to put that out uh, as, oh, okay. at, at a later date because you've seen what the Beatles do. 
Oh, and Bowie. Bowie, you can... This Bowie puts our, out... Uh, anthology. Bowie's estate put out every single... Well, this new one that's out, <laughs> you can... And, and on this take, you can hear Bowie paying off the minicab driver on his way in. <laughs> We've now <laughs> restored it, so you can hear him <laughs> paying off handicabs. Uh, and so, and another day, nothing gets thrown away. OK. And I think what we're doing on this first show... And we thank you so much for the responses. Oh! Thank you so much for the responses. They are real, pile. tremendously good. Uh, what we're doing on this first show is uh, quite revolutionary because, as I say, people like Bowie these days put out their uh, uh, every take. Mm. We're putting out the demo before we're putting out the finished version. <laughs> I think I think that's the way. I think the you'll find we've runs. been demoing this for about four years. Yes, we have. So <laughs> a very good, very good morning to everybody, and uh, I'm going to keep that tense together. So here's what we've got today, mm -hmm. and this might be a regular spot. Okay. Flattening the paper out. This won't be a regular spot, but uh, it's as near as we ever get to one. Uh, so uh, here, I looked at the birthdays thing. Oh, okay. And, and don't run shrieking away, everybody. Don't mm -hmm. that, that we're going to be on this day. But I looked at it, and the stars, the omens, are quite good. Perhaps. Oh, okay. Who they have are. we got? Uh, well, uh, let's have a look over here. Um, uh, uh, and a Celsius, right? Now you got your Celsius. Oh, okay. Yes. You got your Celsius mm -hmm. and uh, or uh, centigrade. Is it all? Oh, oh no, no, I think it is that. now Celsius, but we did call it centigrade yes, for a while, we did. didn't we? Yes, when did that flake away? <laughs> when did we? Who chose? Wow, I didn't. Of course, there is. Yes, you got your Celsius, but you, you know, all, where was Mister Centigrade? All, all civilized people agree Fahrenheit, of course. Uh, oh. uh, uh, but both of those, of course, are named after real people. Yes, and the Celsius and uh, Daniel Fahrenheit and Fahrenheit. Here's something, mm. and this is as tedious, I hope, as we ever get. Uh, uh, only the USA. As it does, it sticks with, you know, um, uh, what do they call it, imperial measurements. Yep. Well done, USA. And it sticks with Fahrenheit. Well done, USA. Because if you say it's going to be 90-odd today, whoa, that's hot. When they say 26, no idea what that could possibly... <laughs> honestly, you do, of course. I do, yes. I, I know. See, no. Fahrenheit is a mystery world to me. But, but when they said it's up in the 90s, you have to think, oh, is that cold? Well, no. <laughs> so you've got Daniel Fahrenheit. That's all civilised mm. people agree. Uh, but parts of what used to be known as the uh, British Commonwealth, mm -hmm. they don't, they're not having it. They're not having it. In Montserrat, Bermuda, Anguilla, Fahrenheit, thanks. Oh, they, OK. They are not going with us. Uh, so give me something else uh, that was named uh, after a person, uh, a thing that we hit that's named after someone. Oh, heck. Um... Uh, <laughs> leotard. A Leo no! Well, not just that, but Leotard. Everyone um, knows that. Leo, uh, his name's uh, not Frank Leotard. I was, I was into Hoover, but I don't, I don't Hoover's, think... Hoover's, is, Hoover's, is Hoover Hoover's certainly okay, one. Of course there's Hoover's okay. one. Uh, Decibel, by the way, and, and we're not going to get Zeppelin. Just off the top of my head, Tupperware. So there you go. No, Tupper's not a natural. It's not mind. There's no Tupper minds over the world. Tupper's a person. Of course he is. Uh, Ted Tupper. I don't know, but Tupperware's a thing. But the number one thing in all of this. Oh, by the way, you're, got... you're looking at someone who last night went. Oh, electronics. Electron X. <laughs> <laughs> last night. Well, who is it? Who's the uh, great... Oh, man, here we go. The, the great. We'll, we'll start the show properly in a minute with your emails and everything, I promise. But what you're listening to is the demo. Mm. Uh, OK. Uh, yeah. See if we can get away with that. But uh, um, uh, the great American comic who said uh, the worst uh, abbreviation in the world is ID. Have you got any ID? He said because the, the I is I... And the D is dentification. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got your id? Have you got your id? I is ID and D is dentification. <laughs> now, give me a second here and we'll start okay. the show. Uh, I've got a, a box of things here, but nothing seems to be playing out of it.
Oh, have... shh, shh, shh. That's going to be useful. Turn, turn that up. That's, that's going to be very useful. This. That's good. Have you uh, got anything? Hang on. Um... Hold on. Oh, this, this one's got fleas leaving. I've, I've oh, had these years, oh. and I sent them along, and they put them in, but I've not played them for ages. This one's not this. This is called bowling along. Fleas leaving. Yes, I can see why I called that one Fleas Leaving. Oh. Chapel. Oh, Chapel's here. This, whenever we get somebody who um, wants to confess things, and we're okay. doing this years, of course, there's the chapel. Oh, oh. This is very that good, makes me feel all westerational. I know. We're back, a, back, back. We're getting back, back, back uh, to the old ones. Do we still have... Um, I, th I thought of a poignant tale the other day. Go on. You know, like... Uh, well, I'm not going to tell you the tale yet because it could be a good topic, but, mm. um, you know, like we used to have when the, 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 the <laughs> parrot croaked... Thank you. We used oh, to have our well, lovely a sad, sad dingly story. dingly. Yeah. This, if you don't know this uh, story, and let's be wild and presume people have tuned in uh, to hear things that happened before. Yeah, it was a parrot that um, didn't, didn't, you know, only knew the phrases that uh, was taught as they mm. do uh, all its life. But on its on the day it died, on the day it died. And it, and it really did lay on its back with its little feet up. Um, they got a pipette of brandy and put it in its um, them little holes in their beaks, which are nostrils, I suppose. Um, and it revived briefly and looked from left to right, licking its parrot lips. Because the thing with parrots as well, they have that tongue. Ugh, that, no, no, one. that's lovely. It's adorable. All animal tongues are adorable. Uh, did you ever eat uh, tongue as a kid? No, no, never liked. That's a terrible thing, I know, but lamb's tongues are delicious. Oh. Tins of lamb's tongues. Oh. But the better thing about them, perhaps, is that as a kid, they're whole in a tin in jelly. Oh, no, come listen, on. Listen, they're the hole in a tin with jelly, right? And uh, tongue-shaped? So tongue-shaped that one of the... And this is long before the internet and Nintendo, everybody. By the way, the parrot is still on its back here. Yeah, I know, but long before the internet and all of this, uh, as a kid, I used to take one of the tongues out of the... Uh, out of the uh, uh, tin and put it in my own mouth and then walk around the house with the uh, with the tongue sticking out. Like Tom when he sees a, a, a hot female cat. Exactly, exactly. And often open the door to people and there would be a lamb's tongue sticking out, which is oh, almost indistinguishable from my own. So the parrot... Yes. ...saying <clears> on the floor with its legs up. Oh, I've forgotten the uh, thing now. We haven't got the right music. No, this is, this is not dead parrot music. <laughs> the moment, sir. Uh, uh, let's try So, uh, here, we need something no, I'll have to sad. Uh, no, no. Oh, that's the oh. Absolute, absolute opposite. The absolute opposite. Anyway, so the parrot was laying on, the, uh, on, the, on, the, on its back, and, and, and in its last moments, I don't even think it's worth it anymore. We've gone so far from the original. <laughs> but it looked round at its owners. This mm. was a call we took when we were at the BBC. And uh, it looked round and said something it had never said before. And it really did. It looked over at its uh, uh, owner, the mum, and what did it say, Peps? Thank you. It said, thank you. That's the most heartbreaking thing. It really <sighs> did. When they said that, we were just sent a cold chill to the shoot. A little parrot looked across and said, thank you. That's the kind of things we're dealing with. All right. So we're going to start the show properly now. So Adolf Sachs as well, it's his birthday. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> now that, why didn't I think of him? Adolf Sachs's birthday. And I promise you, this is the last thing. Cut to three years' time. I'm still saying exactly the same thing. Adolf Sachs. Now, the saxophone is obviously named up for Adolf Sachs. Adolf mm -hmm. Sachs. And I think I might have told you before. 
he uh, invented all kinds of musical instruments. Oh yes, that was the sax was the only one that took the sax. He did this, yeah. uh, the the sax a trombone, the sax a trumpet, the sax a clarinet he made, uh, the sax a tuba, which was fifteen feet high. He also <laughs> made a fifteen piston trombone. <laughs> He did. He, he couldn't see an instrument without putting his name in front of it and adapting it. He made a 15-piston trombone. Uh, his parents uh, tried to invent musical instruments as well, and, uh, and I was reading his parents were restless in their design for new instruments and made several changes to the shape of the French horn, uh, all of which were a failure. See, this, <laughs> this is what people did before the internet. Yeah. Do you know what we did this evening? I know. Let's redesign the French horn. Exactly, that, that, that trumpet. Come on, let's have the saxa trumpet. But here's what I want to tell you about him, and I did write this down. Invented mm-hmm. uh, the contact... No, the contrabass. What is it? Contactless clarinet. <laughs> anyway, this is... And this is um, totally ripped from Wikipedia. OK. But I can't presume people would go there. And after this, you do that email we got there, perhaps. Mm. Uh, as a child, he... We wouldn't have had saxophones. You, you never mind your uh, uh, careless whisper. That would have had nothing at the beginning because any of these things Baker could have Street. happened to him. How about this, Peps? As a child, he fell from a height of three floors onto his head at the age of two. At the age of three, he drank a bowl of vitriolic water and swallowed a pin. Swallowed a pin after vitriolic water, which is water infused with lead. Oh. At five, he blew himself up with gunpowder. <laughs> Also at five, he fell into a frying pan, burning his hip. Is this because his parents are in another room refashioning French horns? <laughs> at the age of seven, he poisoned himself with varnish. Also at the age of seven, he suffocated himself on a bedsheet. At the age of eight, he was unconscious for an entire day after being hit by a cobblestone. And at the age of nine, he fell into a river and had to be resuscitated. God really didn't want him to invent the saxophone, did he? <laughs> Stop him! Stop him! <laughs> but he did, and he invented what we now know as one of the most joyous noises in the world. Uh, listen to this. That buzzer means there must be somebody at the door. It's an email, Peps. Give us what there is. Well, shall I give the subjects? Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. That's what we used to do, didn't we? Yes. yes. Go on. Number one, injuries or scars caused by pop music. Mm-hmm. Number two, why did you put on a fake accent? Number three, breaking something in someone's house. Number four, the first worry you had as a child. And number five, getting locked in somewhere. And here's a brand new one you can only get if you hear the podcast. Um, what has become attached to you? And oh, I mean, okay. It can be a hedgehog, if you like, but in a, in a physical way. Something has become attached to you. And people say, excuse me, do you know you've <laughs> that? Uh, so you, we'll give you the... Uh, what is the email address? Uh, the email is thetreehouse at something... No, G... Else.com. I've got to stop saying it because I sound like a different show. Uh, email the treehouse at something else.com, Twitter at the treehouse pod, Instagram at the treehouse pod, and we have a phone number, an answer phone. Yes, we do. Terribly exciting and yet also terribly retro. <laughs> What is it? 0207 <laughs> 250 5686. 0207 250 5686. So, um, getting, should we go for getting locked in? Go on, do what you like. This is from Neil. Knock yourself out. Who has written, This is true. <laughs> Reassuring to hear, Neil. 
Uh, this getting locked in isn't about me. As a newly promoted police sergeant in a large town, I inherited a shift of older PCs. One was a lovely old boy, picture Private Godfrey in Dad's Army, oh. who smoked a pipe. Oh, I love He it. was basically a lovely liability, so mm-hmm. we left him in the front office on nights. One night, he fell asleep in the front office and was only saved by a member of the public who'd come in to report something and noticed that the gently sleeping PC's right trouser pocket had smoke coming out of oh. it. He'd put his pipe in there before dropping off. Anyway, the locked-in bit. One night, we had no... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's just set and scene. Mm-hmm. One night, we had no option but to let him out to face the local public. A report came in that the front window of a local department store had been smashed. Without telling anyone, the PC attended but forgot to call it in on his radio. Remembering that diligence is a virtue, he entered the store through the broken window and started to check all floors. The key holder had been called, other officers attended and all the evidence at the scene suggests a case of damage, not burglary. A glazer attended, put in the new window and everyone left the scene. Except the old PC, who was still doing his diligent bit and eventually returned to the now-repaired window to find he'd been glazed in. (laughs) He finally remembered to use his radio and a less-than-happy keyholder returned to let him out. See, and I I believe we've got... If if this all works out, we... You know, as I say, I don't want to keep underlining it, but uh, uh, we don't don't know how this is going to go. We don't know how this is going to go. All we want to do is, as as Pep said, be a good deed in a wicked world. Want to look up, not down. Nothing topical, oh, nothing edgy. Good grief, no. People who come up to you and say, oh, did you see that documentary last night? You must watch it. It was really harrowing. <laughs> yeah, right. That's exactly what we need in this world, more harrow. Uh, but we're, not gonna, we're never going to do that. Uh, so is someone knocking on the door? There's not. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. It doesn't matter. Um, so uh, uh, hopefully you can join us over the weeks as we, as, as we go on. But we've got a phone call coming in. Mm. Now, what we're going to do, or intend to do, is... Um, uh, when, when people come through real pips, real dandies, either phone calls or oh, emails, uh, we've got 50 saps because it's a treehouse and saps are rising again. Uh, we are going to uh, award special status. There'll only be 50 saps unless you want to get in touch and say, uh, I demand to be one because... But uh, we're not going to be sentimental about this. So there'll be 50 saps. We're going to open certain clubs sooner or later. And we'll know when someone's angling for oh, it. Right, we'll see through that, no problem. Who sent that email, by the way? That was Neil. Neil, you're the very first email to be read out. So, uh, and somebody's going to have to act as secretary and keep note of all these uh, honorary titles. Uh, Neil, because he's the very first email read on the show, becomes mm-hmm. our postmaster general, uh, the uh, the grand moustache of Gerald Nabarro. There's one for the teenagers. <laughs> That's what he is, holder of the grand postmaster, postmaster, postmaster general, holder of the grand moustache of Sir Gerald Sir Gerald Nabarro, right? Uh, So, because he was the first email read. But uh, the phone call this morning, there's a lot of pressure on it. They said, do you want to take calls? And I said, is it going to work? Uh, So what happens is, uh, this call's coming in Mm -hmm. from Steve. Is Steve there? Hey, Steve. Good morning, Dan. How are you? Good as gold. Thank you very much indeed, Steve. Now, Steve, here's... um, uh, uh, something I need to tell you. We're not sure if we're going to take calls. We don't know if they're going to work. No uh, pressure, Steve. OK. So if the, your call's no good, we're never going to take another call. And we're never going to take another call. If this, call, if this call's no good, then that's that. Where me and Peps will just sit here jawing for a couple of hours. Why, why are you tugging our coat, Steve? And, and welcome aboard and thank you for being the inaugural. Some say premier, some say debut call. Welcome, Steve. I've been called many things, but never premier or not. Anyway, oh, that's what um, you are. It's about being locked into places. Okay. And, um, a few years ago, I was working up at Blenheim Palace, mm-hmm. restoring one of their floors up there. Mm-hmm. There'd been a messy wedding, and they called me in, and I've been up there all week. Mm-hmm. And as usual, on the last 
day, things were overrunning and I had to get out. Mm-hmm. So all the paying punters had been shooed out about half past six, seven o'clock. I was just packing up to go. Yeah. And I got up to the front, big front doors of all my kit and caboodle and they were locked, firmly oh. secured. Uh-huh. So there I'm in the big grand hall of Blenheim Palace. No one around, just you, it lights out and everything. Yeah. So I wandered down to the back door and that way that was all secured, no security anywhere. Mm-hmm. A bit more of a mooch around, again, no one around. Mm-hmm. Called the security lodge, no answer. I'm now getting a little bit worried that See, I this is, be I'm, for a while. If, if, when they shut the doors at places like that, I pictured, you know, like... Um, uh, what's the film with Tom Cruise? All the laser beams going across, oh, I you know. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, thought yeah, you'd no. be, you know, so I've got, I've setting off a, all sorts of alarms. If, if we could license the music, I'd have Halloween under this because that's <laughs> this, this is quite a Halloween H two O. So there you are. Yeah. You're no, you're no. you're trespassing basically in um, Blenheim Palace. What happened? Uh, well, I, I, I thought I'd best try and find my own way out. Of, hmm. uh, I seem to be stranded here, and not off from the call. Mm-hmm. I'd be getting We're in the beds through fire <laughs> fire exits and God knows what else. Mm-hmm. And eventually I went down to the basement. There's a kind of a restaurant down there, and I thought, perhaps I can get out that way. Mm. I was mooching around, and I pushed open a door, clicked on the light, and there was a room full of Nazi memorabilia. What? Uniform, <laughs> daggers. Go on. Is it, is it, no, I'll tell you what, can I announce that? We're going to take more calls. <laughs> I have made my decision. <laughs> it was the you, pause of, you, I turned on the light and... You opened the door and there inside was Nazi memorabilia. Nazi uh, it hadn't been touched for many, many moons, tucked away in this room. Well, mm. that's a relief. Mm. So I was having a bit of a mooch and thinking, God, there's like SS uniforms and, and at that point the security guards appeared behind me. Yeah. Seeing what I was up to. Yeah, but 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 but, but, but what? what 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 was this uh this this rack room? Well, it, it turns out this was this was Winston Churchill's birthplace, Blenheim Palace. Yeah, and these are all trophies given to him after the war. Come on, come on! You bought no, that, 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 that? Don't be a sucker! You 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 bought this that? This is the equivalent of Winston Churchill's you know, no, kitchen I had, drawer. I had and I was being frog marched out at that point. And that's what they said. That, uh, that That's Winston's yeah, trophy room. Really? Yeah, that's all. Yeah. You know, the... the, the, the and this is Blenheim... It's a proper, you know, Dustin Clockwork's room. So it's, it's uh, what's it? The, it's the, my it, loft. The Indiana Jones thing. But, oh. or, or, indeed, uh, I know they've got history here. The royal family don't mind dressing up, do they, for their parties? They don't. It's true. It's they're, true. They're, they're, that could be, so when could you, be their secret stash. So when you say you just opened a door and there was memorabilia, daggers, you said, and, and uniforms... Helmets, uniforms. Let me. I, 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 I want you to be absolutely honest with me here, because a lot of people would feel as. There's probably a lot of men might feel the same way. Had you been locked in Blenheim Palace all night, right? No one's going. So won't be able to get you out, mate, till nine in the morning. Just bed down, and we'll see you in the morning. Would you have just put one of the helmets on and looked at yourself in a mirror? Would you have just put it on, and perhaps even got the old comb and put it under the nose just to pass the time? Because that, that, that... Oh, it's a long time to have a, it's a long time to have a comb, Dan. I've got to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, Danny Kelly and I, Steve, sorry to uh, hold you on. I know it's, uh, this is uh, in the morning. Uh, but we went, yeah. um, we went into the World Cup in Germany and we went to Nuremberg Stadium, which is open. The Germans, where the rallies were held, the Nazi rallies were held, it's open to the public. They make no 
uh, it's just there. They're never going to bulldoze it. And, and Nuremberg decided, no, the, that, that stadium's there. And it's crumbling away. But it, and I promise you, it's at the end of a street called Zeppelinstrasse. It really, really is, right? It's called Zeppelinstrasse. And at the end of it is the Nuremberg... And, it's, of course, it's grim, but it's very recognisable, as where, well, you know, Le- Le- Lena Riefenstahl did her, f- her films. Uh, but you can walk around it, and, and it's crumbling away, and Danny and I picked up a piece of it, picked up a piece of stone from it and popped it in our pocket uh, and then felt very bad about it when we got home because a series of things happened. It wasn't when I got ill, but certain things started Ooh. happening, and I thought, you've got a festering piece of Nazi history in your house... Uh, and I took it out the drawer. Catherine's hitting that in the wrong way. <laughs> I took it out and did uh, the only thing I could do, popped it over into the neighbour's garden. Uh, God rest him. But the uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I think there are bad vibes about all that. But a beautiful story, Stephen, beautifully told. Thank you, my friend. And thank you for being the, no num- for being the number one uh, caller. We'll come up with a title for you. Uh, yeah, what's what's your written down there? Saying, does he thank join you, the Steve. list of saps? I'm going to give him that. Yeah. Our number one sap. Uh, well, he's number first, two, first, so number one the, was Neil. The first, the first of the saps rising. And when we have the merchandise made, uh, you can get 15% off of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got various ones here, and thank you very much indeed for that. I love this. This is Kevin. Why on earth would you need to put on a fake accent is the, uh, is, is the subject. Here we go. This is uh, Kevin. I like fake accents. I've got at least two I can tell you about. My wife and I were on a short break in New York City many moons ago, and on our first night we were woken by somebody knocking on our door, mistaking our room for his mate's room and trying to get in. After a few minutes, I got out of bed and walked over to the door. He was hitting it quite hard. So I shouted back in an American accent. He was American, the guy. I shouted back to him, Hey, buddy, you got the wrong room. This is 2810. (laughs) He seemed satisfied with that. A few years later, I went to Moscow uh, to work for a week and I collected my luggage at the Domodevo airport and I was outside uh, trying to find a taxi I'd booked. It was utter chaos. Nobody spoke English, unsurprisingly. I got around this problem by affecting a dreadful Russian accent and, saying to, and saying to random blokes stood by cars, You are the taxi? <laughs> Why would a Russian you, say it in English? You are taxi? Oh, I know. Uh, I, I know. But it's it's It's... I, I, I'd like to say I uh, I haven't done that. Peps, you've been to the States, right? Yes. Did you not find yourself when ordering breakfast and stuff so so you don't... Uh, you, I, I've done that. <laughs> get, oh, I do. I get in the cabs. I go, 53rd and 2nd. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Because you say 53rd and 2nd, they go, what? <laughs> or they may say, hey, buddy. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I'll do that. I'll do a little of that. The first the first time I... We, mm-hmm. we, we, Simon went to New York. We went to see a basketball game, yeah. and we sat next to a guy who, of course, said, "Hello, hello. Are you Australian? No, yeah, we're from yeah, London." Yeah. Da da da. And he went, "Oh, you might know my uncle. Oh yeah." <laughs> and his uncle worked where my husband worked. <laughs> he did. Yes, he went. Oh no, my husband worked at XYZ radio station. My husband goes, "That's, that's where I work." No. <laughs> Do you remember, all the way do, there. Do you remember, um, uh, again, we'll get round to this, and I know the show's probably over now, isn't it? Podcasts are supposed yeah, to last half an hour. we don't have a clock in here. That's your real <laughs> downfall, guys. Uh, uh, and it was the worst time to, or, or surprising ways to run into uh, people or something mm, like yeah. that. Yeah. And it's not our sort of thing at all, usually. We rarely go below the waist. Uh, but somebody ca- called us and uh, said when they used to live in Hull, 
Anyway, they went on holiday to Greece or something. And strolling on the beach, uh, the beach there was a sign in various languages, one of which said, it's clothes optional after this. Ooh. Now, you know, they looked at each other playfully and said, should we? No, there wasn't a lot of people there. And they did. And they went on to the nude beach and laid down. And within seconds, the woman who called us said, believe me now, I'm not like this at all, but we did. And within seconds of laying there, uh, you know, like when the sun goes behind a cloud, you've got your eyes shut, but you mm. think, oh, the sun's gone in. And the sun seemed to go in for quite a bit. And when she opened her eyes, there were two other nude people standing over them, and they said to him, excuse me, do you live in Salford Road? <laughs> <laughs> she said, yeah, she went, oh, yeah, we, we live in Henderson Road. We often see you washing your car on a Sunday. <laughs> I mean, of you know, they'll come the knocking time. soon. They'd, no, they said they were perfectly nice about it. And she had to go, oh, and she sat up and grabbed a sort of... She went, yeah, she went, yeah, because you must know... Um, it was the most natural conversation in the most unnatural surroundings. Uh, anything we say on here, of course, if it um, actually does mm. chime with anything you want to uh, pile in on, please let us know. Something from over there, Peps. Uh, this is injuries or scars caused by pop music. Oh, yeah, OK. Um, it's a very quick one from AD. Mm -hmm. Getting ready to go out, top of the pops by Rosillo's on, pogoing, landed my heel on an upturned three-pin plug. Man. I still have three marks 40 years later. That's the thing, any time... It ever happened. The Rosillo's come on the radio, of course. The agony's return. Uh, injured by pop music here. This is uh, from our friend oh, is this Stu, I think so. February 1973, Royal Melbourne Showgrounds, Australia. Slade supported status quo, and I absolutely nailed it. I had to get along to that. Slade support. Steely Dan supported Slade. No, that's. <laughs> I can see Slade in the quote, but... Yeah, Steve yeah. Dan's I was determined to try and get autographs when they finished, so I fought my way through the crowd to the side door where I was just in time to see the four of Slade bonding into a car which sped off quickly. I stood like a cat literally caught in the headlights and was knocked six feet in the air by <gasps> their car and face-planted onto the concrete. I remember getting to my feet with the blood streaming down my face and a huge, stupid grin on my face, saying to everyone, "Have was Slade! I just got run over by Slade! <laughs> Slade did that! Have was Slade! I got run over by him! I was so happy, and it brings a smile to my 61-year-old face thinking about that. The joy. And now, uh, at this point, of course, we have to say, if you've ever been run over by a member of Slade, <laughs> let us know on uh, whatever the contact details are. Something else, perhaps. Uh, why did you put on a fake accent? And mm -hmm. I, think, I think Tommy from North London, I think a few people have done this one. Back in the early noughties, is that what we call them, the noughts? Uh -huh. uh, I moved to Kilburn, still very much an Irish stronghold, which was great because it meant the pubs carried on serving after hours, but only to people from the old country. So my flatmate and I were forced to affect Irish accents if we ever wanted to stay late. <laughs> I think I got away with oh, it. Oh, how about that? Well, that, the whole phenomenon of uh, late ones has vanished into the mist of time, but another okay. week we'll uh, examine that. Here's our friend uh, Anna. Uh, Thank you very much indeed for the encomiums, Anna. I appreciate it. I lived in uh, Kilmalcolm in Scotland as a young child. I remember vividly the feelings of panic, fear and anxiety. Oh, this is good. Oh, the let, first let, fear let, as a child. Yeah, Worry uh, as a let's child. Get some, uh, let's get some fiery music up. Let's try this. Yes, this'll do. This'll do. Give this a little Wellington boot. Uh, this might, uh, because I can fight this kind of noise. Just before we do this, mm. the reason... Uh, as I say, this is very much the demo you're listening to. Uh... I don't mean it's going to get. I think any... you're doing this down. I, I, no, I don't think it's. That doesn't mean it's going to get any better. But this is the demo. Everyone puts the demos out these days. So here we go. Um, learning the uh, music, and not all our music can be here. Believe me, I'd, I'd love to have opened with the Candyman mm. or Bella the Ball or, or Emerson Lake and Palmer's trilogy. But it came as something that's a shock to Peps and I. 
to find out these wretches weren't paying for that. Yes, yes. See, the BBC, which has its ways and means, it's Liberty Hall. Mm. But I might crowdfund <laughs> one record we'll buy, <laughs> and it will be the show's own record. Yes. Uh, now, my suggestion is, and I don't know if you remember this, perhaps. Mm. <clears throat> You remember Mike and Bernie Winters, don't you? Oh, uh, I very much do. Well, Bernie Winters. Bernie Winters made a record called "It's Bernie." Now, I don't believe whoever owns the rights to "It's Bernie" by Bernie Winters is going to earn a shekel, a tanner, a cruzeros, a, a piasta from future licensing of Bernie Winters' 1972 <laughs> flop record "It's Bernie." Without you, nothing. I think if we said, "Look, we'll give you 200 quid." Can we have that record? I don't know who owns it. Probably the Winters Estate. Uh, and we'll crowdfund it and we'll buy it for the show. Oh. Because there's certain bits of music we need. Coming and, right on through. Coming, yes, exactly. You remember it. Uh, uh, so if, if we can, we're going to crowdfund and buy <laughs> Bernie Winters' flop 1972 record, It's Bernie, and then we'll have some legitimate music on the show. OK, so this is from Anna. I lived in Kilmalcolm in Scotland as a young child. I remember vividly, vividly, the feelings of panic, fear and anxiety about straying too close to the huge dark forest I could see in the far distance beyond the house, imagining all sorts of horrors lurking within. I remember sledging down the garden, for example, and hurling myself off the sledge to career away from that sprawling maze of black trees, imagining even the abominable snowman was waiting to pounce on me. Return to the street as an adult... I realised this terrifying Brothers Grimm-style labyrinth on the horizon was actually just our back garden's boundary hedge. Oh! I thought it went on for miles and miles, oh. but it was just a hedge. On a visit, I drove back looking for the house. My partner pulled up outside it as directed, and I burst into uncontrollable tears. I guess it was just a huge wave of nostalgia from all those memories and everything. I was describing through my hacking sobs what I remembered and loved about living there. After a good few minutes of this, I pulled myself together and realised I was outside the wrong house. We <laughs> lived about 12 doors down. <laughs> Doesn't let me forget that. As a PS, it's about 10 years too late, but TV personalities your father couldn't stand in our house was rather inexplicably, it lasted his lifetime, he couldn't bear Dennis Norden. Now, that's oh, odd. I know. lovely Dennis Norden. Yeah, good, like Dennis nation's Norden. grandfather, more Absolutely. or less. Dennis Norden came up with the greatest joke. Are we out of time? Oh, Dennis Norden came up... <laughs> to shame. Dennis Norden <laughs> came up with my favourite joke ever. Now, let's get some upbeat music into this. What have I got here? Hang on, hang on. Oh, that's... <laughs> I, haven't... I know. I've got two here called Pulling Up Swedes and pu Pulling Up Turnips. Well, let's right. differentiate. It's a, it's, it's, oh, OK. It's a competition, Peps. Okay. A... We're gonna... By the way, the sausage sandwich game, as soon as we can figure it out how to do it, we're going to do it. Mm. Chattel ships will be back, and including various games as we go. But here is our inaugural game. <laughs> I should do, we should do this with someone on the phone, but Peps is here. Peps, you're going to do this. Okay. Am I pulling up a Swede or am I pulling up a turnip? Here we go. Now, uh, afterwards, you've got to get the order right. Mm -hmm. Right, so here we go. Right, that's number mm -hmm. one. Here's number two. Now, 
one of them is obviously easier to pull from the turnip. Do you want to hear them again? I, no, I'm going uh, first one swede, second one turnip. Here we go. This was the first one. There's a lot more digging involved. You're saying that's a swede? Mm-hmm. Therefore, you must be saying this is a turnip. Is that, are you going with that answer? Yep. Final answer? <laughs> You're absolutely right. You're Hooray! absolutely right. You were right. The first there one was are. a Sweden. The second one was a turnip. How did we get onto that? Uh, uh, Dennis Norden, the best joke ever. Best joke ever from Dennis Norden. Him and Frank Muir, when they were scriptwriters, used oh. to like to come up with improbable... You must have heard me tell this, but improbable TV shows. You show. have, but I can't remember oh, at all. Oh, man, it's the best one. Uh, listings in the TV or radio times that will make you watch a show, and they had to be excruciating puns, of course, which they were the experts at. And I genuinely mean this. Dennis Norden came up with my favourite one. He said to Frank... When Frank Muir and he were supposed to be writing scripts, they would amuse each other with these. They never put this in anything. And he said, uh, I've got it for you. Here it is. By day... She dispensed justice. At night, she was queen of the music halls. Join us at eight for Tara Raboom, DA. <laughs> Tara Raboom, DA. Now, that is the most perfect joke I can imagine. <laughs> while we may, while our generation still remembers what Tara Raboom, DA is, please, please uh, uh, enjoy that joke and pass it along. Sign from over there, Peps. What this we got? This is from Jerry, mm-hmm. who lives in Rockville, Maryland. Does he? Yep. Oh, we saw Jerry Slaff. This will be it Jerry. Is Jerry. It is Jerry, in fact. Uh, yes. Uh, going for, I can't imagine such a thing, but people who've never heard this before, or again, uh, may want to know that Jerry uh, was responsible for naming hurricanes. Years and years ago, Peps, at BBC London, get spittoon, spits on floor, uh, I um, uh, said, why don't we name our storms? And now we do. Uh, yes, of course How much do, do I get from that? Nothing. Continue, Peps. Uh... My son lives in Rayleigh, North Carolina. Rayleigh or Raleigh? Oh, I, I've, been Rayleigh, I've been Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah. He says, 250 miles south of me and bought tickets for me to join him there for a concert by C.W. Stone King, the Australian uh-huh. blues man who mm-hmm. I first heard on your old show. So I drove down. This was, unfortunately, what is called a standing show with limited seating. Mm-hmm. Now, Danny, I'm a man of your age with the usual aches and pains of a man who's seen his share of summers. And we found two seats in upstairs bleachers, which were just high and deep platforms and stayed there for the two hours of the show. At the end, I attempted to step down from the bleachers and heard something pop in my right knee. Not unusual, but louder than normal. No pain, though. Until the next day, I rolled out of my hotel bed and immediately crumpled to the floor. I couldn't put any weight on my left leg at all and had to hang on to furniture to stand up. (laughs) And I had a 250-mile ride home that day. Luckily, I'm assuming this is because he drives an American car, it was my left leg, not my driving leg. Oh, that is, of course. Yes, of course. course. course Hobbled around for a week or so with the strain to the meniscus. I will never forget that pop, says Jerry. uh, And that was caused by which musician? C.W. Stone King okay, and yeah, the sitting uh, on of bleachers. Well, uh, here we have a, a similar thing. This is from Aaron Golden. In an attempt to hit the high notes during a karaoke version of It's Raining Men, <laughs> I burst the blood vessels in my eyes. <gasps> oh, right? that's, 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 well, that, that's Robert Plant's disease. He burst the blood vessels in his eyes while singing It's, it's Raining Men hasn't got that many high that's notes That's what I was it. trying to get, though. Yeah. You know, Swanee Men is written by... Uh, I don't know if you're a fan of the old David Letterman show, uh, mm. but I, I certainly was. The band leader, Paul Schaefer, wrote It's Raining oh, Men. Wow. Yeah, and, and, and uh, most of his income these days uh, comes from the back of that. Now, uh, we are going to start distributing the saps things, as I say. Yeah. 
Uh, but there will be various other offices as we go along. Uh, we had an island once, which... Um, you remember, remember the island? Yes, I'll yes, have, yes, I'll, yes. I can find that anthem. We can play that. Someone, I'll, I'll bring that in another day. Someone on their email did write in what their previous three thousand. Well, everything's finished now. Titles not, this, have count, been. this is this is meaningless now. <laughs> All these old titles are quite meaningless now. What's he saying? Former titles: Keeper of the Dame's twenty-third birthday, oh. Guardian of the Marquee Club, Fifteen of the Hundred, Gatekeeper of the Rockers, Seller of Own Shoes. Biter of spider egg sacks. <laughs> Dad of the boy that swapped no, Danny's voice. No, no, hang on. This is this 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 fellow's in a revis and a no good nick because these are not honorary titles. These are calls <laughs> he's managed to get on the air. That's it. I mean, biter, of the, but, biter of the spider sack. Uh, that's that's not it. No, there are only there's the copper club, mm. the copper committee. I do apologise. The platinum club, the copper committee, and the Rubicon with the okay. only. And we did have a grand wazir once. Oh, you did, yes. So once we listen back to this pilot uh, and uh, we decide what, what ones we need from the future. But uh, they, these all will be open again, as I say. The sausage sandwich game and all of those will be returning uh, once we get more fluid uh, with the business. Uh, what is this one I've got here? Uh, this is... Oh, this is a, a subject we haven't uh, done yet. This is your first worry as a child. Actually, we have just done that. Give us something over there, Peps, while I sort Well, this is, this is, oh, um, is, as we always want, Joe's just come off with his own stuff. Here it is. Completely ignored the topics and just written That's in. all good. That's good. If you think anything will entertain the treehouse, oh. then uh, then uh, obviously get in touch. He mentions the Copper Club. Oh, go on. And go he on. starts his email spooky. Go on. Many years ago, driving back to the office, listening to your afternoon show, mm-hmm. you were discussing the merits of the Copper Club, and I thought to myself... It's the Copper Committee. The fellow's not even... It's barely been ten years and he's forgotten an imaginary club he belonged to, but carry on. He said, I agree with Groucho and don't want to belong to any club that would have me as a member, mm-hmm. but ha- perhaps I would make an exception. Mm-hmm. As I thought this, you said, Welcome to our newest member, Joe Thomas. My name is Joe Thomas. And it wasn't him. It wasn't him. And he says, to follow up, here's a different story. I used to no, work... hang on, no, 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 let's give that a little weight. Uh, so I said Joe Thomas at exactly the same time as he said it. Mm. Uh, oh, no, no, I didn't write all these down. By the way, we're here twice a week. I know that seems yes. excessive. But anything we generate today, please get in touch immediately here if you want to, because the uh, the problem, perhaps even in the old BBC show, we were once a week, so you had to build it from the ground up mm. every time. But we're going to be back on Saturday morning uh, reacting to this show Possibly running away from it, but the first show proper, as opposed to this pilot, uh, is is on Saturday. And anything you've heard in this, you want to react to, uh, but there'll be a new agenda as well. Go on. Well, Joe might have come up with a new topic here. um, (laughs) So I used to work for a local newspaper that covered Hertfordshire, and on silly season day, the photographer came into the office on his way to a job. I was bored and asked where he was going. He said, off to Nebworth for a cheque presentation. Do I want to come too? When I said no, he said there'd be a minor royal present, Duke of something or other, and maybe the chance for a chat over nibbles. Mm -hmm. I said no, didn't turn my head and off he went. Next day he was in the office and in the days before digital he threw the prints onto my desk, scanned the line-up with mild interest and froze as my gaze fell upon the elfin face and blonde hair of David Bowie. No. I'd had the chance to meet my hero... And blown it. I don't buy that. And, 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 and it's a terrible thing I, I do. I, I should get in touch and then I <laughs> poo-poo your, your observations. I don't know, chance to meet your hero and blowing it is quite nice. Might, Who did you might, almost meet? 
We might have done no, that we've before, done that. We've done Hooded yeah. Almost Meat. Mm. Uh, I'll tell you what's a better version of that. Okay. And as I said, this is very much the demo you're listening to. Perhaps <laughs> we should have these conversations before we turn the microphones on. Uh, uh, who, who, do you, who did your mother and father meet, or did your grandparents meet? And oh. they, they never mention it till later on in life. No, not till. You know, all. you find out, what, what did you just say? Oh, I used to know Noel Coward, things like that. <laughs> do you remember the woman who, um, uh, her grandmother danced with... Emperor Hirohito yes. of Japan. Yeah, she was in a dance class it's above, hard one to beat. above a laundrette in Streatham in London. <laughs> and the door opened and in came a lot of people in top hats. Don't get up and all of this, because I think they were in some kind of exercise. Uh, Emperor Hirohito is touring the area. And in he came in his top hat and he asked to dance with one of the women. And round and round they went. Now that, and he said, she didn't tell me that until I was like 50 years old. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll husband all these subjects like a... We're just getting going about telling us. Tommy Cooper. Tommy Cooper. I just did. No, Phil, I, you know, I, I, Phil, who produces the show, uh, the fella out there, <laughs> put the gun down, Phil. Take it away from your head. Uh, I, uh, 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 Tommy Cooper had the greatest opening line. I think he even used it on the night he died live on television. He used to come on and the music would play and on would come Tommy Cooper and he would get to the microphone and the applause would die down and he would say, good evening, and then do a double take towards the wings and go, good evening. <clears throat> What do you mean, get off? I've just come on. <laughs> <laughs> the idea there was someone in the wings going, get off! <laughs> well, I just got that from Phil. Uh, now, I've just got to Katie's wonderful email uh, about being uh, the terrible worry she had as a child, and this is a huge, huge worry. OK. That would be me as a child. This, this, a very oh, no, this, child. Is, this is an almost... This is... This is, this is this, now we've got some business... Low battery, it says on this laptop. <laughs> I've, no, I've got on the thing here. Don't, you know what? Join us again on Saturday when we'll begin with Katie's worry she had as a child. Oh, you tease. Well, I don't often do that. Let me put that another nice. way. I often do that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, we're off, everybody. Good, bad or indifferent. Peps, what have you got over Shall there? Shall I do a bit of business? Yeah, go on. If you want to contact us, you can leave a message on our answer phone, 0207 250 5686. Say that slower. Because people are on trains now, going, oh, I've got to go back a bit. O two o seven two five o five six eight six. I need to get a ritzy way of saying yeah, well, that. Well, don't well, I? Well, this is this is the demo. This is the demo. <laughs> this will be released in the box set in fifty years when we're all gone and can't cash in on it. But this this is the demo. Speak yourself. Uh, the Treehouse at somethingelse.com is the email. Twitter at the Treehouse Pod and Instagram for all you youngsters at the Treehouse Pod. Well, we've already got one honorary sap. Week, Maybe two. We were debating whether Steve and his Nazi memorabilia could make it on. Uh, you you weren't uh, sure, were you? Uh, uh, you debate that when I've gone home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, thank you very much indeed, everybody. There's the first one. I don't know if it's going to hurt twice a week, taking off the tight shoes of modern life. And uh, we'll see you again on Saturday morning. Uh, all our doors remain open. The, the subjects are purely there for you. If you will, if you wish, but anything else that sounds like it might spin off nicely and entertain the treehouse would only be too happy to hear from you. So uh, thank you to, of course, to the great Louise Pepper, to Phil Wilding and everybody here at Something Else, but as always, ladies and gentlemen, chiefly yourselves.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.